You're listening to SBS News. Hopes of a deal for a Gaza ceasefire dashed again. Israel has been working to secure the release of the remaining 132 Israeli hostages held by Hamas. On Monday, hopes were revived with reports the Israeli government had offered a two-month ceasefire to Hamas for the release of the remaining hostages. After hours of back-and-forth discussion, Israeli spokesman Elon Levy says it cannot agree to the conditions outlined by Hamas. The goals of this war as laid out by the war cabinet after the October 7th massacre and handed down to the IDF remain unchanged. The destruction of Hamas's governing and military capabilities in the Gaza Strip and the return of all the hostages. There will be no ceasefire that leaves the hostages in Gaza and Hamas in power. Beyond that, we have nothing to elaborate. Qatari and Egyptian mediators have been trying for weeks to bridge the gaps between the parties to reach a deal. U.S. official John Kirby says the U.S. is also assisting in negotiations to free the hostages. He says adviser to U.S. President Joe Biden, Brett McGurk, is in the Middle East right now with that as his key focus. Again, I don't want to get ahead of where we are or give you, uh, I can't give you odds on, on, on if and when we'll be able to get there. But the conversations are very sober and serious about trying to get another hostage deal in place. But we would absolutely support a humanitarian pause of of a longer length than the the week that we were able to accomplish. Absolutely, we would. With Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's approval plummeting amid a perceived failure to secure the release of hostages, Israel experienced what he described as one of the hardest days in the war yet. Mr Netanyahu mourned the loss of 24 of our best sons, including 21 IDF reservists killed in a single blast in central Gaza on Monday the deadliest day for Israeli soldiers since October the 7th. Israelis expressed sadness over the deaths, reportedly caused by Palestinian militant rocket fire collapsing a building in which IDF forces were operating. But chief military spokesman Daniel Hagari, claiming the IDF had itself killed 100 Hamas fighters in Khan Yunus on the same day, says the military action which led to the deaths would continue. We have carried out dozens of similar actions in this war, even more than dozens, and we will continue to carry them out because there is no other way. We have to act on the ground everywhere in the Gaza Strip, both from the air as well as with ground operations and other engineering operations such as underground tunnels. There is no way to destroy them other than being on the ground. The southern city of Khan Yunus has become a focus of Israel's ongoing offensives as well as humanitarian concern, with medical sources telling Al Jazeera at least 40 people had been killed in attacks on the besieged Nasser hospital. This comes after Hamas's health ministry in Gaza says at least 25,490 people have now been killed and more than 63,350 wounded. WHO spokesperson Christian Lindmeier says there are only 14 partially functioning hospitals in Gaza to support high numbers of casualties with two more now functioning only minimally. Al-Kia, which is one of the two hospitals that is now being raided, and we don't have specific updates on the situation. Um, and the Nasser Hospital, there, where's no, which is basically sieged uh, around the hospital uh, and has no way in and, and out. It it's a, must be a horrible scenario on the, on the ground there with people not knowing what the next minutes uh, will bring. The dire humanitarian situation in Gaza featured heavily at an emergency meeting of the United Nations Security Council on recent escalations in the conflict, where the Israeli and Palestinian envoys clashed. A weary UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres restated his calls for the immediate release of all hostages in Gaza and an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. 
He also warned Israel's rejection of a two-state solution threatened global peace. Israelis must see their legitimate needs for security materialized, and Palestinians must see their legitimate aspirations for a fully independent, viable, and sovereign state realized, in line with United Nations resolutions, international law, and previous agreements. Israel's occupation must end. Mr. Guterres addressed fears about regional escalation, which he said were becoming a reality. As he condemned attacks by the Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen on the Red Sea shipping lanes, he called for de-escalation by the U.S. and the U.K. As the U.K. released a statement saying 24 countries, including the U.S. and Australia, in a supporting role, conducted additional strikes on Monday against eight targets in Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen. Meanwhile, in Lebanon, where exchanges between the IDF and the Iran-backed militant group Hezbollah. Have killed six Israelis and 25 Lebanese civilians, and driven tens of thousands from their homes on both sides. Fears of more loss of life are growing. Foreign Minister Abdullah Bouhabib says he is worried the country could be pushed into a war with devastating consequences. Hezbollah has more means than uh, than uh, Hamas had, and therefore, I mean, uh, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be costly for everybody. Of course, Israel has the air force, and they can dominate the air and the land as well. But on the whole, it's going to be damaging for everybody. I think the Israelis know that, and I, I you know, I think that they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't attack. Henry Buckley, SBS News.